Well, praise the Lord and welcome to the Romans Bible study that we have every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here in my office. I broadcast it live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and again I'm glad to be with you this morning sharing the Word of God. We are in our Romans Bible study again every Monday and Thursday morning. It's live at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and then it's uploaded to the YouTube channel which is Curtis Hutchinson 316. Every Friday morning live at 9 a.m. I'm teaching the book of Jude. Uh, tomorrow will be our session three, so please tune in. If you live anywhere near the Atlanta, Queen City, Texarkana, we even have a lady that drives in from Shreveport almost every Friday morning, which is 55 minutes to an hour away. So uh, if you're hungry to learn the Word of God, this is one place you will do that, for it is our focus. Jesus is our focus, and when He is our focus, learning the Word of God is what's going to take place in our lives. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're excited about it. Don't forget the, the, the YouTube channel again is Curtis Hutchinson 316. Everything we do here at Crossway Church, everything I do uh, anywhere is uh, uploaded there. And I also use Spreaker. So if anything happens to the camera, the internet or whatever, I'm recording right now through my iPad Pro. So you can find the Spreaker app and just look for a channel called For Those Who Have Ears to Hear, or you can type my name in, Curtis Hutchinson. And uh, we'll just be glad to have you following along with us. Uh, we, we mail uh, six expositor study Bibles into the inmates, prisoners, across the land that write letters and ask for them. If you, if you followed me last week, you remember I showed you the pile. There was like five well, it's more than doubled. We get six one day, none one day, eight one day. So they just come in spurts. But we're, we started this ministry over, uh, well, it'll be four years ago in November. And we're already over a thousand Bibles that this small ministry has mailed thanks to the, the, the giving hearts of the people, including some of you. And also, we send money into the Philippines every single month to two different places, to a pastor that tends to several villages in the mountains, the poor, poverty-stricken people that live in the mountains of the Philippines. I've been there. I went there myself. It's not something that I'm taking a chance on. I went there, and I saw it with my own eyes. And also, there is a small church that's began in the Philippines, and uh, children are being taught the message of the cross. The adults are being taught taught the message of the cross, and we support that financially every month. Matter of fact, I have on my shirt today made out of pineapple that Tessa Harger and Ivy Celeste bought me when we were there in the Philippines two years ago. I'm sporting that today. Man, it's, it's quite something uh, made out of pineapple and uh, just precious. Those are precious sisters, and, and I appreciate the opportunity they gave us to go to the Philippines and uh, to be able to travel around and minister this gospel that we preach. Hallelujah. Not just what the church today is calling the gospel, but the message of the cross 
in the entirety of God's Word, being determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. What a privilege, what an honor to cling to the power of God today in these last days. So we're thankful for that. Let's dig into the Word of God today. Uh, this is part 17 on July the 18th, 2019. I like to throw that in just so people will know when this was recorded. And uh, so uh, we'll, we'll be teaching Romans again one day if the Lord tarries, I'm sure. And the knowledge and the grace will be increased even then. One more thing before we get into this today. And, and I will go beyond 30 minutes because, you know, I'm not limited to 30 minutes. I like making little half-hour segments, but when I do these commercials like this and, and, and th giving you an opportunity to hear other things I, about the ministry, then I'll go over 30 minutes. I'm not bound by 30 minutes or an hour. I can preach all day if I feel led of the Spirit or I'll stop 15 minutes short, whichever the way I feel led of the Lord. But you can help this ministry do all that we're doing doing by simply texting on your smartphone 903-231-5950. And uh, that's so easy. And uh, for those of you who have been giving on PayPal, uh, you can keep doing that. It's okay. And, uh, but it's a whole lot easier for us if you do it by texting because on PayPal, I have to go and move the money from PayPal to the bank. And when you do it on your text, it just goes straight to the bank. And that makes it easier for everybody. So again, that's 903-231-5950. I think it's on the piece of paper behind me. Help us do what God's calls to do. You can be a part of that. Hallelujah. Uh, here in Romans chapter 7, what a, what a fabulous study we've had already in, in chapter 7. And we've taken this Romans teaching verse by verse. And so you can go all the way back to Romans chapter 1 verse 1 and have your own Bible study every day with your Bible watching and listening. It's free Bible college. Hallelujah. It's free. It's out there on YouTube. It's yours. You don't have to pay. It's out there for you. And praise God, uh, we freely given, uh, receive, so we're freely given. Praise God. So here we are today in verse 20. Paul says, now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. Now to the typical average Christian that picks the Bible up and reads that, they're going to just keep reading and hope they can understand the next verse. That's why these studies are so important. That's why you and I have been called to study the Word of God. That's right. Dig it out. Look at the words and get some materials to help us <clears throat> understand what these words mean. I have a Bible program I'm looking at right now that I can touch a word and it comes up and, and allows me to <clears throat> either see its definition in the Webster's or it shows me the very uh, uh, translation it was pulled from and some other meanings. Not changing it, but just other meanings of this same word which intensifies or magnifies the very meaning of it for us. Helps us to understand it. So when Paul here says, now if I do that I would not, that's, he's simply saying that if I keep doing that which I don't want to do. That's what he's saying. It's no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. Now it sounds like a cop out, doesn't it? 
It sounds like we could just read this, and a lot of Christians, I'm sure, do, uh, because they don't know how to live in sanctifying power. They don't know uh, how to live in victory. If you ask them, they'll tell you. Just think about this. If you walk up to a child of God, someone you know who's been born again, and you ask them, how do you live for God? They're going to start telling you, well, you go to church, you read your Bible, you pray. You, and, and you didn't ask them, what things do you do? How? Do you do those things, especially on days when you don't want to? How do you turn the other cheek? How do you live in victory over that thing that's had a hold of you for years and you know it shouldn't, you won't free from it, and you know God is able and God is willing, so the problem's on your end. So how do I live for God? That's the question. Almost no Christian will be able to answer that. That's just the time we live in. That's just the, the, the state of ignorance, and I didn't say stupidity, the church is in. They don't know there's only one answer, and it's very simple. I keep my faith in Christ and His victory for me at Calvary. That's the answer. That's how I live for God. That's how I please God. That's how I experience God. Outside of that, I can't do any of those things. I'm faking it. I'm pretending. And a lot of people have made up a Jesus, made up some God so that they can form Him into the way they want to live, justifying their sin instead of getting in the Word, studying God's Word and finding what He has promised, which is deliverance from the guilt and the shame of sin and from the very power of of sin, that it no longer dominates you. Romans chapter 6 verse 14 tells us that. For sin shall not have dominion over you because you're under grace and not under law. That's a special promise for those who desire to be free from sin. Those who don't, well, they need to get saved. Truly saved. That's right, truly saved. Confessing Jesus as Messiah, Lord, Savior, the one that I need to get out of this sin that's got a hold of me. Look at what Paul is here saying. Now, if I keep doing that, I don't want to do. It's no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. And again, let me say this. It sounds like something we could use for a cop-out. Well, it, just, it ain't me doing it. That's just uh, something in me, but it ain't really me. That's not what he means. What he means is, it's, it's, it's not who I am in Christ that's doing this. It's not who I am in Christ that's doing this. It's the sin nature, but notice, it's in me. So it is still functioning through you when your faith is not in the cross of Christ, the very death. When we leave that and place our faith in anything, anything other, even the good things we're called to do. Do you know it's just as easy to put your faith in the tithe and offerings you're given? You can, you, the deception is there, and deception is, is deception. It's I don't know that I don't know, but I think I do. That's deception. I, deception is I don't know that I don't know. And we can move our faith from Jesus and what He did at Calvary to, to going to church to, and thinking God owes us now, giving tithes and offerings and thinking God owes us now. And those are just things we get to do because we are born again. 
But the only object of faith God has ever given all of humanity is His Son and His sacrifice. That's it. He started with that in the garden, and when he comes back riding that white horse, Revelation 19, 11, he's going to be wearing, so all can see, a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. You cannot separate the two. Ministers are, are out there, and they're trying, and they're struggling. They're, they're listening to this, and, and they've made friends with some of us who preach the cross, but they're yet to step into the message of the cross. Listen, you'll never step into it and declare your determination to know nothing else until you admit in your heart to God. Not put on a show before men, but when you admit to God in a broken state, God, the answer is the cross. I believe it. Help me to see it. Help me to know it. And then He'll do it. Hallelujah. Then He'll do it. Hallelujah. But you've got to first admit to God in your heart that this is the answer for every single thing. Think about that. Not just salvation, but for the child of God if we move our faith from the cross. Listen, while our faith is in the sacrifice of Christ, we've got the presence, the power, and all the provision of God. You say, well, I've got the presence no matter what. No, the Bible says in Galatians 1.6 that we remove ourselves from Him. He'll never leave you, forsake you, but you and I. See, we've not been taught these things. We've not been taught these things throughout all of our lives and sitting in churches that all we've been taught is that He'll never leave you, never forsake you, and that He loves you. And those are factual, true statements. What we've not been taught is that we can remove ourselves from Him. We can fall from grace, Galatians 5, 1 through 4. We can walk in a place where Christ no longer profits or affects us. And listen, that's what Paul's talking about here. He said, if I keep doing that that I don't want to do, look, it's not me who I am in Christ that's doing it, but it's the sin nature that's dwelling in me. Look at that again in verse 20. The word sin there is the sin nature. It is the noun, the old man, that one that waits on you and me to trust in anything other than Calvary. And when we do, whatever it is, is a law. It's something we're doing or they're doing or we're saying or they're saying. It's something other than the righteous work of Christ and all this can produce is self-righteousness. But when our faith is in Christ and His righteous work being that of His death at Calvary, then grace comes and when grace comes, righteousness flows through us too. Hallelujah. But notice this. He says, it's not me, it's not who I am in Christ that's doing that. And that's exactly what he means. He says, but it's the sin nature. But notice this. He's, he's the one that's still being dominated. It's not who he is in Christ that's doing this. It's not the inner man. It's not the new creature in Christ that's doing this. It's the sin nature. But that's not because we know that, because we say that. We can't just blame the sin nature, although we can. But listen, if we don't know what it's going to take to make that sin nature dormant, inoperable, where He's no longer dominating us, making us do what we don't want to do any longer, then we're just going to live our lives that way and we're going to make excuses and become very religious instead of being in a proper relationship with Jesus. 
Think about that. Let's look back at verse 9. You've got to keep looking back at this. Paul says, I was alive without the law once. How do you live without the law? Trust in Christ who is life and we're immersed into him through faith in his death, Romans 6, 3. And Paul was born again. He was saved. He believed in Christ without the law. Hallelujah. He was alive. But when the commandment came, watch this verse 9, but when the commandment came, that means when he turned back and began to try to live according to the law again, he says... The sin nature revived and I died. So let me make this comment. Christians in the eyes of God can be dead. It means a place of non-fruit bearing. Jesus told the church in Sardis, you have a name that you're alive, great reputation among men, but I see you as dead. So we've got to be careful about this. We have to learn how to live in victory. We have to learn how to live in a way that sin does not have dominion over us. And what's the only answer for the forgiveness, the destruction of sin and its power, the, the, the destruction of the sin nature, which is who we were and who that nature will always be present. Don't listen to a preacher that tells you you don't have a sin nature because that's exactly what Paul's talking about here. In verse uh, 20, he says, it's the sin nature that's dwelling in me. Now, you can't just blame it that's not an excuse to live in sin. This is Paul trying to find out how in the world do I live in victory. I want to do what's right and when I'm doing wrong, my Lord, that's not who I am in Christ that's doing that. That's not the inner man, the new creation. That's that old sin nature that's dwelling in me. Now let's read on and see this. He says, I find then a law that when I want to do good, Evil is present with me. Don't ever listen to a preacher that tells you this is talking about Paul when he was lost. You go back to verse 9. He was alive without the law once. That means he was born again without the law, faith in Christ. But when the commandment came, Paul wasn't alive back when the law was given, the commandments. He's not talking about that. And he's not talking about when he was a little boy and he got old enough and the commandment came. Hold on. He's talking about when he was alive without the law. Nobody's ever been alive without the law except their faith be in Christ. There is no being alive outside of Christ. We're talking about spiritual alive. There is no being alive. So you've got to let that go. Are you willing to let the traditions of your denomination, the traditions of your relatives, the traditions of all that you've been taught. Are you willing to let that go as the Holy Spirit reveals truth to you? Or are you just going to keep clinging to that? That's wrong. The Lord's trying to bring you further, but every time He does, your mind goes to what are they going to think about me? What am I going to lose? Let me tell you something. The Apostle Paul saw what he was going to lose. He was willing to lose it for a brighter light of Christ. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to let go of those traditions that have actually made the Word of God of none effect in your life? Jesus taught that. That the traditions of men will make the Word of God of no effect. No profit to you if you refuse to grow. And when you choose to grow, there are going to be many that you have to leave 
on the roadside, even though you want them to come with you, they're not going to come. When you leave those peoples that don't believe in the baptism with the Holy Spirit and the Lord baptizes you with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of uh, speaking in other tongues, you're going to find yourself rejoicing like you never have, thanking God that He brought you out and moved you along. You've got to come out first, my friend. Abraham couldn't have the promised land there in Ur of the Chaldees. He had to get, he had to get up and out. And some of you are going to have to realize God wants to move you forward, but He can't do it where you are. you got to get up and get out. You've got to get up and get out. You've got to be among those who are growing, literally growing in the, in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and even learning what that means instead of just saying it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he says, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Isn't that Christianity today? Typically, I know I should. I know I should have, but I, I know I shouldn't have, but I, the testimony of most Christians today, I didn't want to go there, but I know I should have went there, but I know I, I shouldn't have said that, but I know I should have said that then, but I, isn't that the testimony? That doesn't have to be our testimony anymore. If we'll learn what the Holy Spirit was teaching Paul here so he could learn and then he was comforted by this truth and then now if we will believe it and see it and know what the Holy Spirit's saying through Paul, we can be comforted by that same comfort. We can be delivered by that same delivering hand of Christ. God is not mystical and magical and some just get delivered and some don't. No, those who find the way or those who are seeking the way, who want to be delivered from the bondages of things they've made excuses for for years. But the Holy Spirit is bringing His people out of bondage today through faith in the blood alone of Jesus Christ. So, he says there's evil present with him. And he's finding this. Notice Paul says, I find then. That means he's learning something. This is not just the, God, the way it's got to be. Paul is investigating. The Holy Spirit is dealing with him and he's trusting the Lord to give him an answer for deliverance. He's not just making excuses so he can live in sin. He's, he's not just making excuses. Well, it ain't me doing it. It's the sin nature in me. <laughs> no, that's where many people are. Paul wanted to live for and please his God. Do you. Faith is the only way that happens. And if faith is there, victory is being experienced day after day after day. You will never be free from everything. There will always be something the Lord is trying to work on in you, even if you're not bold enough to get up and testify about it. And some of it don't need to be talked about. Most of it don't. But He is always going to have something in you that needs to be worked out of you so that He can work through you to a greater extent and make His light brighter in and through you. That's just the way it is. It's called biblically conforming us 
into the image of Christ. Praise God. But Paul is searching. Are you searching? To be delivered from that thing, that, that, that testimony that you, I know I shouldn't have, but I, I know I should, but I, I uh, this, and Paul said, I find there is a law going on here. And this law, when I want to do good, evil is present with me. Think about that. It's the sin nature. If you don't know the object of faith and only object of faith has to be the cross of Christ, which means you'll have to forsake those other things you've been teaching, forsake those other teachers you've been listening to, forsake those... Listen, when the Lord gave me this truth of the cross, man, I burned every VHS that I, I, I used to have. I burned all the books. I burned all the messages I used to preach. At first I thought, man, my grandkids may find these one day you know, and look through them and be blessed. And the Lord said, no, before you understood this message, you had nothing to offer. Listen, we're either preaching the message of the cross to the lost for salvation so they can be saved or we're preaching God's Word in the context of Calvary so the church can live in victory over this thing called the sin nature, that old man. There is no other message. And I threw all that away. My first thought about all the music I used to listen to. And listen, let me say something about that. If you've been saved for years and you're still listening to that mess you've been listening to 30 years, you need to check your salvation my friend. You need to ask God why am I still hung up in the world's music? Why am I still attracted to the things of the world? Not making excuses for it but convicted over it. And I thought man who am I going to give all this music to? And I was a music person wrapped up in rock and roll as much as anybody could be. And that was my first thought. Well I'm not listening to this anymore. Who am I going to give this this music too. And the Lord said, you ain't giving it to nobody. If it's not good, if, you, if I don't want you listening to it, guess what, Curtis? I don't want anybody listening to it. How many of you know when Jesus comes back to reign on earth, there's not going to be any rock and roll, rap, country. There's not, all that stuff's not going to be there anymore. He's going to reign and rule in righteousness. All that's over. All these things that we adore and we promote and we really <clears throat> give trophies for and we, we exalt uh, professional sport, all that's over. What are we going to be doing? We're going to be doing what Jesus tells us to do and happy about it, glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. People that ain't happy about that need to give their lives to Christ today. And they can be saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Watch this now. He says, I find this. So Paul found something. Have you found something? Or are you even searching for something? If you're a Christian, you know you're a Christian. You know you were born again, but yet you're just making excuses for the sin that's in your life. Listen, my friend, that's the sin nature deceiving and dominating you. That's the sin nature, the old man ruling over you. He's the one that'll lie to you and make you tell those excuses you're telling for the sin you're bounding in. That ain't just you. That's that old sin nature that's got you chained, making those excuses, dominating and deceiving you, and you're not in a place where you can bear fruit. Think about it. Paul's searching, though. i got to get out of this mess. I want out of this mess. 
1994, I heard the gospel in the middle of the day on my job. Standing there in the middle of the day, a man standing in the background over there just talking to about seven or eight people. And he said there was a preacher that came to their church that weekend and a traveling evangelist. And he just stood up and he said to the people, Do you believe Jesus? Do you really believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins? And the people said, Amen. He said, do you believe He's coming back? Do you really believe He's coming back for you? And the people said, Amen. And then this guy standing over there 15 feet away just talking. So whoever wanted to hear could hear. Then he said the preacher, the evangelist, looked at the people and said, If you believe that, why are you living the way you're living? And I'm telling you what, right there in the middle of the day, long hair, earrings, tattoos, drugs in my body and in my pockets. Let me tell you something, folks. I was convicted because I was saved. Backslidden. Backslidden away from God, living for myself. And in the middle of the day, right there, just the simplicity at the mention of the gospel of Jesus Christ dying for my sins. I was convicted. And a voice within my heart, louder than I heard the gospel, said this, I do believe that. And in that moment, God moved in my heart and began to change my life. That was June of 1994. I went home and told my wife, I'm done. With, she said, done with what? I said, everything. I'm through with all. I was foul mouth. I'd go and stay gone two or three days overnights and doing Lord knows what. God forbid we even remembered or talk about it. But I'm telling you, you can be caught up in that as a Christian. But are you ready to look for that which is wrong? Are you ready like Paul to say, I'm searching for the answer. I'm not just saying it to make an excuse so I can keep going. I'm really broken hearted. I want to know, I want to find the answer. It's in this Romans teaching. It's in this Romans teaching. It's free for you. It's out there at YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. It's out there. Just go back and start over your Bible as often as you can, verse by verse, pencil and paper, write it down. Watch what God will do in your life. Paul here says, I find then a law. I keep wanting to do right. I can't do it. It's not who I am in Christ that's doing it, but it's that sin nature that's dwelling in me. I find there is a law then that when I want to do good, evil is present with me. Evil is overcoming that which I want to do. Think about that. And it's not, listen, it's not the law of Moses he's talking about. I find a law. What's, what law is it? Turn over to the next chapter, Romans 8.2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. That's the law he's talking about. You and I are born into this world, conceived in iniquity. When we get here, we're sinners and guilty, separated from God already. That's how we get here. And then we just carry that life of sin out. We don't, listen, we don't become sinners when we sin. We begin sinning because we are sinners when we get here. We are bound under the law of sin and death. And the only law that's greater than that, as we'll see in the next chapter here in chapter 8, that is the law of the Spirit of life. The law of the Holy Spirit 
who only works in Christ. We'll see that. But that's the law he's talking about here when he says, I find then a law. It's the law of sin and death at work. That when I want to do good, evil is present with me. Now watch, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. The new man, the, uh, who we are in Christ, the, the born-again child of God, the Christian, the saint. We've been changed. We've been made brand new, justified, sanctified, set apart for God's usage. And, and He's going to bless us and strengthen us if we continue under His grace. But you've got to know this. Listen, in Hebrews 8 and 10, in Hebrews 10 and 16, the Bible says this, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. This is a prophecy being requoted in Hebrews. Saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. Now think about that. When you're born again, God puts His laws in your heart and writes them in your mind. You, when you're born again, you now have the mind of Christ. You have God's laws written in your heart by the Spirit of God. Now think about this. I've, I've got to close here in about two or three more minutes. I've gone past nine, but I told you I would because of the commercials at the beginning. He says, he says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. See, it's confirming what I told you. He said, it, listen, when he says it's no more I that do it in verse 20, he's talking about it's, no, it's not who I am in Christ after the inward man that's doing this. It's that sin nature that's dwelling in me because when I want to do good, I can't do good. I find then there's a law that when I want to do good, that evil thing, that sin nature is there. Even though God's written His laws in my heart and on my mind, and with my mind I want to serve God, this new mind. I have being renewed daily. I want to serve God, but evil is present with me. He says, and he says, I delight in the law of God, verse 22, after the inward man, that new man that God created us in Christ Jesus, in righteousness and true holiness, taking notes, Ephesians 4:24. He says, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind. Now I've got to close and we'll pick it up here on Monday morning, but you've got to know this. As a child of God, you will always be in a war and it will always be in your mind. And you've got to learn like Paul learned. And if you will take that which the Holy Spirit revealed to Paul so that he could reveal it to all of us and believe it in the context of truth, and who truth is, Jesus, and what Jesus did for truth to make you liberated and free from the guilt, the shame, and the fear of sin, and the dominion of sin, then you, my friend, will begin to learn what it means to know truth, and truth be making you free. Hallelujah. Not just initially free from the guilt and the charges in God's eyes, but free from the very domination of the sin nature. Tune in with us every Monday and Thursday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time, right here live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page and find all these teachings on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316 
and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. On the website, hit the donate button. Help us do what we're doing here. If you're being blessed by this ministry, I encourage you to help us financially and never forget to pray for us. You can do that as easy as texting on your smartphone, 903-231-5950. God bless you. I love you. And I praise God for you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.